Des Moines. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Over the weekend, Iowa State basketball picked up a commitment. Javon Johnson, a transfer from Troy, has committed to ISU. Last season at Troy, as a sophomore, Johnson averaged 10 points and 4 rebounds per game. Johnson will sit out this season before being eligible for 2020-21 year and has two years of eligibility remaining. The conference finals are set in the NBA after two game sevens yesterday. Portland, a 196 win on the road at Denver. They get Golden State tomorrow night, game one of that series. In the East late, it was Kawhi time. It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? The buzzer beater gives the Raptors a 92-90 win. The call from TNT. The Cleveland Cavaliers have found their new coach as they have agreed to a five-year deal with former University of Michigan coach John Beeline. Baseball from yesterday, John Lester a dominating performance again as he goes six and two-thirds, six strikeouts against one walk, dropping his ERA to 1.16 on the year. The Cubs win 4-1 to behind Chris Bryant again. Cubs against Milwaukee. And before I can even get that one out of my mouth, Chris Bryant's just hit a two-run homer. The call from ESPN. In Toronto, the White Sox with another win. That stayed up. Anderson crushes it. Center field. Davis at the wall. It is out of here. Three-run home run, Tim Anderson. The call from Jason Benendi. Anderson's eighth home run of the year. The Iowa Cubs fell 5-2 yesterday to Omaha, dropping their record at 24-13 on the year. Iowa plays host to the Storm Chasers again today. 12-08, first pitch. And the Iowa Wild tonight on the brink of elimination against Chicago. Game 6, 6.45 with the pregame. 7 o'clock puck drop. Hear the game here on 1460 KXNO. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, moving into our number two of the program here until noon. Iowa State and Iowa conversation coming up. Dylan Montz uh, from the Ames Tribune on Iowa State and then Scott Dockerman on Iowa and the Big Ten. We'll get to the beeline stuff uh, with uh, with Scott Dockerman at about 1135. You know, listening to the Kevin Harlan call of the uh, of the game winner by, by Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. um, he is... He's as good as they it, they come, I think. I really do. NFL, I love him. Mm-hmm. I remember him way back in the day doing T-Wolves games. Yes. And he was yes. also in Seattle, I want to say, with the Sonics. Don't know that. I'll take your word for it. Could be off on that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the T-Wolves is when I got to know him, and then you see him a little bit more, mm-hmm. and you saw him CBS. Son of uh, son of Brian Harlan, former uh, president of the Green Bay Packers. Right. Yeah, so had the local connections around here, right? Yeah, well, uh, Brian Harlan went to... Is is I don't think Kevin Harlan was born here, but Brian, his father, grew up here and yes. went to Dowling. I want to say we did this a couple of months ago. I right. Think yep. This part of the conversation came up, but you know what? It reminded me of just listening to that. I, I thought it was a great call. Can you imagine if Gus Johnson was on that call? Trent, I can't stand the guy. I just you can't don't, stand. I don't like his work. It seems like every game or every you know good play is magnified like a Kawhi Leonard games weary series clincher. 
you could tell that he is hoping for the dramatic. That who, he is, who, Gus? Or, Gus, yes. 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 That he is wishing a game that... Yeah, I can't stand the guy's a little over the top. I don't know the guy. I'm not a big fan of his work. Uh, that, that's better put. See, I'm a Gus Johnson fan. I, I still enjoy him when he's doing a game that I'm tuned into. I'm excited. Not having him part of the NCAA tournament. I'm good with it. It disappoints me. Does it? See, I, mean, I think him, he that tries Ohio to State Xavier it. game. Remember that? Second round, round of 32 game. Back and forth, yeah. overtime, Buckeyes with Greg Oden. That was an all-timer. That was his best work. Maybe after a while, though, it felt like he became a caricature of himself, mm-hmm. where it mm-hmm. went too far. Yep. I love the passion. I love the excitement. But is it forced? That's when you get into trouble. Uh-huh. You can't push it too far. Right. You can't hope that you're going to get a game winner just to hope. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Call you, the game. I totally agree with you. I mean, it, it's hard for me to criticize one of the best that ever did it, Jack Buck, mm-hmm. but his... Uh, McGuire record, you know, Planet Planet Maris or whatever it was. You could tell that he, he, he put some thought into that. It was almost like it scripted it. Mm-hmm. And it would have been so much. I mean, I can't believe what I just saw is an all-timer, right? right? It's not like he spent any time thinking about that one. Planet Go crazy, Mar- folks. Go crazy. Yes. That was not scripted. No, Planet Maris is. All right, let's, let's or was. Let's move on. Quick, quick aside. Yes. Uh, from Marco Amadeo, Bob Harlan. Is the father of Kevin Bob? That's right. Brian's Brian's Kevin's brother, who was the you worked with the Bears and now is an agent. I think Bob Harlan. Mike Bob Harlan. I knew that. Yes, my mistake. Those those dialing people get getting us straight. Well, over it's true. It's true. We should be called out when we make a an egregious error like Speaking that. Speaking of dowling, they just got a big commitment. Wait a second. You, you don't commit to high schools. Oh, yes, you do. You, you you grow up in that area, you just go to that high school chair. T- what are you telling me here? The Des Moines Register's Matthew Bain reporting that uh, incoming freshman for next season basketball-wise, Amaha Ballou, mm-hmm. he is a top-five player nationally for the 2023 and class. he's moving to the area? No, he lives here. He grew up here, and he was part of the parochial system in middle school. But he is okay. officially going to Dowling next season. Well, uh, do you know anything about the kid? I've heard a few things. I've talked to a couple of people... Big guy, moves well. Saw some highlight packages of him. I mean, he just towers over everybody. Six nine as an eighth grader, <laughs> yeah. And he can move, and and he is. I have a feeling, uh, OC over there, Coach O'Connor, very excited to have him part of the lineup next year. I would imagine that. Uh, interesting. Well, well, something to follow. But yes, yes uh, thank you, Mark Amadeo, good guy, and the voice of uh, Dowling Athletics has been for a long time. And uh, we appreciate that uh, little cleanup on uh, I. Miller and Condon, Isle Miller and Condon. You know, did you read Peter King today? I haven't yet. Okay, so let me run this by just a couple. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but Peter King's a pretty well, no, he is a very well-respected NFL guy. He's been covering the league for decades, literally. He came out with his preseason power rankings, if you will. Of course, subject to change. Who do you think the number one team in the NFL is, according to Peter King? When, you know, it's, it's Peter King as opposed to, you know, some other guy. I'll, I'll click on it. And I did. A, I wanted to see how bad he thought my team was going to be, and I wasn't (laughs) disappointed there. Peter King thought they were going to be bad, just like I thought they were going to be. But anyways, number one team is who? The New England Patriots. No, they're not. They're number two, so you don't have to look far for them. Okay, so they didn't drop a, a mm, whole mm, long mm, way mm, down. Mm, 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 mm. You can't go with the Rams no. after that performance in the Super Bowl. They were number four. Number four. He's got three AFC teams at the top before he finds the NFC. So it's the Kansas City Chiefs. It is the Kansas City Chiefs. Number I get it. One. Yep. But still, man, I mean, the Tyreek Hill, the Tyreek Hill 
drama that is still going to have to play out, mm-hmm. I would assume. Although, hasn't it been awful quiet to you it as has. of late? It feels like it is hmm. slowing down. It was significantly. It isn't that as a whole. When you let a story play out, how quickly in today's news cycle things can Well, there will be something tomorrow to, right. to knock it off the front page. And that's what happens. And when you let things draw out, so what, what, what does this mean? Is there maybe more to the story? Or is the NFL in their, doing their due diligence and maybe the story that was reported, and that was what, draft night, right? Yeah, that was night number one. That was the Thursday of draft weekend mm-hmm. when the story broke of the tape recording yep. at the, an airport in Dubai of all places. It was apparently rec- uh, recorded. But maybe, and I don't know, but it just seems kind of that we would have had some Maybe closure is not the right word, right. but we would have been further along with this story. I think uh, from the Chiefs' perspective, the difference between this and the Hunt, Kareem Hunt, yeah. was Hunt lied to them. That's true. He, he came out. That's a great point. Tyreek Hill told his version of the story. So you think that mm. because of that, mm-hmm. I think there is a difference. I, I was in the camp of you that he had played his last down as a Kansas City Chief. Well, it certainly seemed like it. Now. I would change. I would change. He's going to get a suspension mm-hmm. from the NFL. Yep. How long? Four, eight, 16 games, whatever it is. I wouldn't be as willing as I was at that time, though, to say that I'm with you. he has played his last down as a, as a chance. And the only reason I'm with you, and I think that we're both trending in that direction, is because of the, it's kind of quieted down. I mean, it hasn't been a sign. It's been, what, three, four weeks or whatever. Not a Not a great deal of time, but... Would have thought there would have been more. All right, let's move on. There's a team at number three that, okay, I can go there, but I would have guessed a whole lot of teams before I came to this team. The Los Angeles Chargers. No, five. AFC team, though? AFC team, yes. (laughs) Browns? No, no, not the Browns. Who is it? The Indianapolis Colts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's kind of what I thought, too. third bet. I'm with you. I like what they've obviously done. We saw it play out last year, but third in your power rankings? That's what he's got them at. Where's he got my Chicago Bears? Uh, and this one's surprised. Not that this, uh, not that the Bears are his ninth ranked team, but right behind him at 10. Right behind him at 10. A 12 and 5 Chicago Bear team. Is the Vikings? What, yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Why? That roster is still incredibly talented. Yeah. It's a very talented. I think the offensive line got better. They they signed yep. a guy off the Titans. I can't remember his name. And, of course, they drafted Bradbury, who mm-hmm. I think is going to be really good in the middle of that line. Elfline moves out to guard. If he uh, if, if he wins the spot, right, mm-hmm. and that, that should help. Um, their first overall draft pick last year, the kid from Pitt, is the right tackle. And, of course, Riley Reef will be at left tackle. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I hope that the Vikings are relevant. Is it relevant. a Cousins deal? That's is my it? question. Yeah. I understand that, too. I mean, I was somebody, I was at the forefront of, you're the Vikings, you're this close, go out and get Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And statistically, the numbers looked fine last year. But there was something different. Now, was it because the offensive line was just that bad? And he just... If you're a Vikings fan, that's what you want to that's believe. That's the hope. And hope, right. But, but I still, I love the talent on this roster. I can see it. I can buy that. In fact, we make my our predictions coming up here in August, and we make our... I think I might be still leading the Vikings to win to that division. To win the division? Not yeah. me. It's the Bears. Uh, it's the Bears. Packers, by the way, were 14. Who's number 32? The Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, yep. Their quarterback room, 
different now after they see, got I, in Rosen. I want to see him there, Trent. Yeah. I do. I mean, they're going to tank for Tua. I think yeah. there's a lot of teams going to be tanking for Tua. Uh, but um, we'll, we'll see. Josh Rosen's going to win that job. All right. By the way, what, uh, do we get all the relevant teams in here? We got all the locals. So all four of our Packers, locals. Where were the Packers at? Didn't I say that? 14. 14. Meant okay. to say that. 14. How about your Broncos? Uh, Denver's in the 20s. Let me go find them. Um, Carolina, 21. Denver, 24. It's not at a playoff berth. No. <laughs> Detroit in the Central, 27. Ooh. 27. Doesn't like TJ Hawkinson? I don't know. Apparently not. We'll take a timeout. Clone fans, you want to hear Dylan Mons? He's next. We'll talk Iowa State with Dylan. We'll get into Iowa and the Big Ten. The Beeline News with Scott Darkham in about 20 minutes. Speaking of right now, it's time to go for the green with KXNO and EKG Golf. Text the keyword hockey to 200-200 right now. That's your chance to win $1,000 cash. Hockey, 200-200, standard data and message rate supply. We will come back with Iowa State Conversation, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Sports Radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 15 minutes or so, we'll have Scott Dockerman in here. Uh, we'll get the latest on the Hawks and the uh, Big Ten. Uh, the news, the reverberating news this morning, uh, that John Beeline is leaving Michigan for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But right now, talking Iowa State, Dylan Montz is on the road. Where is he, Trent? He's in Audubon, our neighbors to the far west. Way out west yes. with the Cyclones as the tour begins, and Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune is there. Dylan, how are you? Yeah, we're doing pretty well. It's my first time out to Audubon, so um, yeah, i got to take it all in while I'm out here. Taking all the sights, Dylan. <laughs> I hope you've uh, carved out a couple of days to, to do that. So um, I know that you did that last year. We made uh, a number of the stops. You won't be on all of them, will you? No, not all of them. Uh, my my hope is to always get to a couple. Um, and it goes over a two-week span, so um, this is a good one for, for this week just to kind of uh, jump into it, the first stop. And then, um, you know, I know they hit a couple spots in eastern Iowa next week, and Marshalltown's one of the closer ones uh, to us in central Iowa. So uh, maybe try to run up to that. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a nice opportunity not only for fans to, to go and connect with, with these people, but also – um, for us to kind of get the, the latest on on what's happening with the team. Yeah, no doubt. I think it's a great, but a couple of th- a couple of great on a couple of fronts. It's wonderful. I think Iowa State, whoever came up with the idea, deserves a raise. This has been incredibly popular uh, the way they've done this. And what is the access like for you? Are they pr- are the coaches pretty willing to you know carve out uh, the assembled media, carve out some time? And uh, do they f- do you feel like they're they're rushing because they got another stop later on today? What's the access like? Yeah, they're really good about it. Um, so all the coaches hop on a bus uh, in Ames, and then they, they make a stop or two um, before this main one at noon um, at, at a couple uh, spots with different donors and, and just kind of um, you know, little meet and greets there. And then uh, they have this stop at noon that's uh, you know at a, at a restaurant just here in Audubon. So a lot of fans are able to come and listen to the coaches speak. But usually we're able to get them right when they get off the bus for a few minutes and um, Jimmy Pollard typically with them as well, so it's a it's a nice chance to kind of um, catch up with him as well. But it, it, it's organized and orchestrated really well um, because they are able to do two stops a day, um, and and they cover a, a good uh, portion of the state. So uh, really, really kind of nice. And I think it was actually Pollard 
um, when he first started as AD that, that started to implement this, and it's, it's grown over the last, um, you know, 14, 15 years or so since he's been here. So, uh, again, uh, really kind of uh, – it, it was essential to kind of grow that Iowa State brand a little bit for them. So that, that's kind of where it originated. Dylan, some news from Friday on the football front. Three uh, players awarded scholarships. Colin Olson, a local kid there that uh, had got placed on offensive lineman. Braxton Lewis, who Ken's been yelling about, about for a year, should be on scholarship, and he gets one. And also Amici Walker. Tell us a little bit about those guys, and certainly the financial burden being away got a big, big, big smiles on their faces. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of, I know you like kind of mentioned you had talked about Braxton Lewis getting one forever. Uh, it's not a surprise that um, he's almost a lot, I would think, to start at one of those safety positions and then kind of a stalwart back there and kind of a safety net at times, helping out Greg Eisworth. And, um, you know, he had a few picks in a, in several games in a row last year. Um, really, really tough guy. And then, and then Colin Olsen, I think, has, has been phenomenal what he's been able to do, you know, stick with the program as long as he did as a walk-on. Not necessarily see the benefits in games, but just keep plugging away and then him get his opportunity last year. Uh, especially after Josh Mueller was injured and then left the team. It was kind of his spot. So really stepped in there and done done really well. And then uh, Mameet Walker has been a name that came up this spring as a guy that could kind of um, fill some of the, the void at, at safety as well and step in and, and at least be a rotational player. Um, he's kind of moved position, position a couple times. I think um, he started uh, when he was uh, came in under Campbell as a walk-on um, three years ago. He started as a wide receiver has now moved over to safety and, and kind of, um, you know, really kind of give that group a lift, too. So all guys, it sounds like they're going to be pretty pretty essential parts of the team next year. But, um, you know, Iowa State had the three or four spots that they, they you know, could do this with. And um, those were the three likely candidates, I think. So uh, it's, it's always neat to see those guys get, get those kinds of rewards. No doubt about it. Yeah, Braxton Lewis clearly deserved one. Colin Olson played a lot of football. I'll be honest, Dylan, when I, when I saw the uh, the list come out, I had to go to Cyclones.com and look up Amichi Walker. I, I don't remember Amichi Walker. And he hasn't played a lot, right? I saw that he was a transfer, and there's been a position switch. He's a redshirt senior. So, look, it's great that he's getting his final year of schooling paid for, uh, but he's been there a while and, and really hasn't played a ton. Um Special teams guy the last couple of years, from what I can gather. Yeah, that's that's been kind of his big thing. I know they've had him uh, in the return game some as kind of a guy that could go back there. But um, yeah, it sounds like really kind of with the turnover of safety and some of the uncertainty there with some of the younger guys that they really could uh, lean on him maybe a little bit to go along with a Greg Eisworth and a, a Braxton Lewis who played so much. He's kind of the next guy that has, has played enough football where you could go maybe feel good about putting him in there. And then obviously Justin Beckham is a guy that could maybe fit in see whether he plays corner or safety is still kind of up in the air. But Amici Walker, again, um, you know, it's, it's just nice having bodies back there. And he's a guy that is not only a body, but could come in and give you valuable reps. So it, it'll be interesting to see exactly what his role is. But again, seeing him elevate the, the way he has is, is a neat deal for a kid that had, had to kind of grind it out for a while as a long time. So, Dylan, looking at some of the uh, scholarship distributions, looks like 84 guys right now on there. Normally during the summertime, you'll see a guy, two, three, that uh, aren't part of the plans maybe next season move on. But still more flexibility in this roster if there is a grad transfer. There's a transfer that they're looking at. If need be, they can find scholarship room. Would that be fair? Yeah, absolutely. And um, as to what position that is, I think you can go in a number of different directions. I think offensive linemen, it's, it's still 
not outside the realm of possibility, although as a gym leader into the summer, it's, it's hard because it's so competitive and a lot of guys have picked spots. Um, you just don't know exactly um, who's still out there. And, you know, they, they got Josh Nipplewaite out of Iowa Western. He was kind of an under-the-radar guy a little bit. Um, you know, but it's, it's always hard to find those types of guys. Maybe they go um, with another wide receiver. You know, they've, they've been kind of looking at some junior college guys as possibilities just to kind of store up some depth there. Um, maybe they go one more defensive back, too. Yeah, just because I think, um, you know, Matt Campbell had mentioned those, that wide receiver and defensive back, safety specifically, are two of the, the positions that maybe um, are the most uncertain just because of the experience that is returning. But, um, you know, I think they could go in a lot of different directions with, with that last one. So it'll be interesting to kind of see as they get into the summer a little bit, there are names that always pop up. So um, exactly who it is is, is kind of TBD at the moment, but um, I'm sure as the weeks go on, we'll, we'll hear more. Dylan Moss joining us from beautiful Audubon as he's writing for the uh, Cyclone Tour. Basketball front, Iowa State over the weekend picks up a commitment. Transfer Javon Johnson will be coming in from Troy. A sit-out transfer with two years of eligibility, Dylan. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. I know Tom uh, always likes to go and, and get guys that can sit out and help you in the future and, you know, develop so much. And having two years to play after he sits out is, is a big deal. I think he's listed, Troy had him listed at 6'7", so he has good size. Um, a, a little bit thin right now, but he can always uh, pack on weight, especially when he's kind of taking a year off the court. Um, he averaged 10 points per game last year, so I don't know if it's going to be a thing where He's just kind of your role player and your, your dirty work guy and is going to go in a rebound or if they'll hope he uh, eventually turns into a little bit more of a scoring threat. Um, but, uh, again, getting bodies in the program, kind of replenishing some of the, the numbers that you lost um, this offseason with graduation, NBA transfer stuff, um, it, it was a nice pickup, uh, at least for that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of what, what path he takes because they have had guys that have sat out. I mean, you look at um, the other year with Mario Sayak and Michael Jacobson, both those guys used those years really well, came in and were extremely impactful. So, uh, which, which kind of direction he goes is, is, is going to be fascinating. Uh, Dylan uh, Mons, Ames Tribune. Dylan, last thing for you, we'll let you uh, let you go and let you get your work uh, covering the Cyclone Tailgate Tour. Uh, Bears media um, in, in Chicago raving about the uh, the first opportunity to see David Montgomery. Have you uh, kind of planted the seed with Hines yet that you might need to get the Bourbon A to cover that <laughs> Iowa State angle of this rookie making his way through Bears training camp, at least for a couple of days before things get going uh, in Ames? Well, we do have an hour and a half back to Des Moines after this, so maybe I can nice. start, um, start that conversation there and see how it goes. But, yeah, it, it'd be great um, just because of the kind of role I think we'll have next year and the importance of that position. So uh, hopefully it'd be, it'd be very cool, so we'll see. Did he drive or you? He did. Nice. <laughs> a win yeah. on both counts. Yeah. Good yeah, stuff, absolutely. Dylan Motts. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. We'll read you at Ames Tribune. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yeah, good to talk to you. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. I'm in Travis Hines, the Ames Tribune, well represented over in Autobahn for stop number one of the Cyclone Tailgate Tour. The Wheelers, I think. Is that's the high school team? Is that I what you're saying? I think they're the Wheelers. I defer to you on all things high school, Trent. Well, I was stumped last week with our $1,000 winner with Go for the Green and his team, or, or Town. Oh, from Kellogg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah. Kellogg. No Kellogg. No Audubon. And I'm almost positive. The Audubon Wheelers. Sticking in the head. All right. Uh, Scott Dockerman joins us next. We will talk Hawks and Big Ten, the Beeline News with Scott Dockerman. What's next? Who's next? 
uh, as we continue on here. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Now. Hey, guys, if you're tired of being on the sidelines of your life, time to get back into it with the Men's Health Clinic at New Leaf Wellness. Treat yourself now and get ready for the summer happening throughout the month of May. It's their Fat Burn Bundle, combining their food sensitivity test and weight loss peptide injections. You can save 20% off both programs and lose weight before the summer. Ask, what are peptides? Well, peptides are made from amino acids that are linked together can control and influence how our bodies react to physical exercise and diet. The peptide therapies at New Leaf Wellness promote weight loss, healing, intimacy with your significant other, and a whole lot more. You can find out about all the different things that New Leaf Wellness have for you on their website. NewLeafCenters.com is where you go. Check out testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, wellness injection therapies. I've done that, helping me lose weight, feel better, and they can do the same for you. Again, that May Fat Burn Bundle going on with 20% off. Schedule your free consultation today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines or give them a call, 650-1358, 650-1358. For New Leaf Wellness, let's feel better together. We get ready for summer and do it with New Leaf Wellness. Don't forget to tell them. 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Millery Con in Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO with you until noon. Next 15 minutes or so, let's talk some Hawks, shall we? Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Uh, lots to, uh, Doc, good to talk to you, by the way. Lots of ground to cover. Didn't think we'd start with John Beeline when I reached out to you yesterday because you've been doing a lot with the projecting depth charts and offense and defensive side of the ball. Parker Hesse is the latest tight end. Wait a second. <laughs> uh, but he is. He's a tight end now with the uh, Tennessee Titans, which is just crazy, I guess, in one hand. But we'll get to that. But uh, good to talk to you, Scott. John Beeline leaving Michigan. And apparently, as Trent and I speculated earlier, the NCAA, the the trial that was uh, just wrapped up and the fact that really the NCAA is throwing their hands up in the air saying, look, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, this is something that's been eating at him, apparently. I'm assuming that's a big part of his decision your thoughts when you heard the news, Doc? Some ways, when you, it's kind of funny in some ways when you think about, uh, you know, Dan Gilbert tried to hire Tom Izzo a few years ago because he's a, what, a Michigan State grad, yep. and now he's, he's going after uh, the big rival there and John Beeline. But I think what we can all appreciate is I think John Beeline is at or near the top of the list when it comes to uh, the greatest coaches in the country, college basketball-wise. You can really appreciate what he's done with that program. And it's hard to remember because of all the success they had back in the 90s and early and late 80s uh, with, uh, you know, the Fab Five and Glenn Rice and then later on with Tractor Trailer and all that. I mean, they were in a massive crater hole when he took over there. I mean, they cycled out coaches. They were always in trouble mm-hmm. with the NCAA. And he built that program up to be starting out to be respectable and now one of the model programs in the country. So, I think, uh, you know, the way he coaches, the way he brings in good talent, not necessarily upper echelon talent, and develops them and turns them into quality basketball players, I mean, that's just incredible. So uh, it's a huge loss for college basketball. It's a huge loss for for him, uh, for the University of Michigan and the Big Ten. And uh, I think uh, this one's going to be a tough hire for Michigan to find somebody of that, that can equal what John Bayline was able to do. You know, Doc, as you look through, and 
you read through, there's certain guys that Michigan's always talked about. Well, they're not recruiting there. We've heard Iowa on your beat. There's guys that nah, not going to work out. Uh, Charlie Moore is one that certainly jumps to mind. There's per- certain guys that Iowa, Michigan, other programs won't get into. How tough is that for the coaches? We we know there is rampant cheating happening at some level across the country, but when you know you're not going to cut corners, is it also put a, a certain I don't know cap on what you can do at a program? It does. Um, you know, that is kind of an unfair playing, unlevel playing field when mm-hmm. your program is trying to be, um, you know, all above ground in, in what you do and how you recruit. And you know that your competitors at your tier um, are doing something that, you know, not, if not illegal, certainly improper, uh, that it puts you at a disadvantage and, and in all circumstances. So uh, if you're, you know, and I, I can't, I'm not. I wouldn't go to the the stand on anything Beeline has or hasn't done. Same thing with with uh, Fran or anybody else. But what I would say is, it's just when you, if you feel like another program is doing something improper and you're trying to be fair, that's really hard. Yep. Uh, because those guys go, you know, where you know if, if you've got a handler, if you've got, uh, you know, if you're a kid that maybe your parents would make money or you get you know you get a job as a postmaster in certain towns or something like that, you know, it's hard to beat that. And and so I think in his case, you know, he's probably had enough of it. And, I, you know, all you have to do is look at all the, the scandals going on with uh, Louisville over the last few years, especially with Rick Pitino. And, hey, Michigan could have been a national champion. Yeah, it wasn't. Good point. You know? and, and so that's really, uh, you know, when you're constantly fighting that disadvantage and, and you look at the Big Ten as what, since Michigan State won the title in 2000, I think they're 0-7 in national title mm-hmm. games, and, and there's a lot of those teams that I think uh, you know there's natural speculation as to whether or not they were all uh, doing things the right way. You no know, doubt about it. Well, he's uh, going to lose Brasdikas, uh, uh, possibly. Poole is in the uh, NFL draft. There's a couple of those guys. Well, it'll be interesting to see where they go, Doc, because this is one of the, you know, the marquee. There's, there's going to be no shortage, at least you wouldn't think, of guys that are at least kicking the tires on this job. And what kind of domino effect will it have? Is it going to be a college basketball domino effect? Or will the uh, will Michigan look to maybe go to a former college coach who's maybe not finding life in the NBA all that it's cut out to be by some people? Maybe a guy like a Billy Donovan. Maybe that would make some sense to bring him back. Uh, but certainly going to be an interesting hire. And I would think, Doc, even though it's this late in the game, that they're going to have their pick of the litter. Well, just, you know, when it comes to that, you just look at what uh, went down a few years ago when Fred Hoiberg made the jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Steve Prohm was probably the best available mid-major coach. I remember looking, you know, kind of saying, okay, who would actually take this job? And he, he was the name that came up to me right away. And and so I think, you know, but Michigan's got you know, a more high-profile job than you yep. know, Iowa or Iowa State, for that matter. So uh, you're going to see a lot of mid-major, maybe even high-major coaches uh, really, you know, look out for this. So I, I think they're going to have, uh, uh, you know, the pick of who they really want. But, you know, the question is, Beeline was at the top. You know, he was you can make the case he was one of the top five coaches in the country. So whoever they get is not going to be in the top five of the country. So I think that's going to be a challenge for them. But, yeah, Billy Donovan, if he decided to go back to to college, he would be a natural guy that they need to reach out to. This is going to be a huge hire for Ward Manuel. I mean, you know, he's he's kind of had, uh, you know, he's had Jim Harbaugh there, and and basketball's clearly second at Michigan. But I think 
this one's going to be massive for him because if you fall apart, you know, this is all on him. And the next guy is, you know, they'll probably have to get a new AD if Michigan basketball falls apart. Yeah, very, very uh, big spot coming up here. Iowa has a opening on their staff, on their coaching staff. Luke Yaklich, I'm sure he's getting the resume ready. People remember that's the guy that came in two years ago and helped transform what they do defensively. Doc, am I connecting the right dots here? Well, you know, and I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I kind of think uh, maybe uh, Courtney Eldridge might have a chance there. But, yeah. You know, that, that's that still, you know, I, I think Iowa needs obviously some help on defense, but I think a lot of that's personnel based too, and it's a style of offensive play. So it's not just one guy coming in and being an amazing coach of fundamentals that's going to chop some points off the board on the opponent. Xavier Simpson helps at the front of that. Of everything, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, with Texas Tech or the Air Raid or whatever in football. I mean, if you throw three incomplete passes in 45 seconds and your defense starts surrendering 60 points a game, you know, you, it's not your defense's fault. A lot of times it's your offense's fault in the same way in basketball. Mm-hmm. Doc, I want to get to some of the work you've done in the last uh, week or so uh, at The Athletic uh, as you cover Iowa. You know, you put together a projected depth chart on both sides of the ball. What was the one thing as you were doing this, one position, one name perhaps, that uh, not, not caused you the most angst, that maybe that uh, um, you know, went back and forth on a little bit, either position or or name when you were trying to put this together on either side of the ball? Hmm, that's a great question. You know, I, I think, you know, it, it's, I, I mean, I've kind of seen everybody through, but I would say that the linebacker position, you know, both what it was and what it is, you know, provided some challenges. I, I think there are five guys that they really like for two spots. And, uh, you know, and it, it's a weak side and middle linebacker position. You know, Jaiman Colbert started 10 games as a freshman last year. They really like him. But then there's also Christian Welch, who's a senior, and Nick Neiman, who's a junior, and, and all three of those guys kind of fit in that, that role. But then you've got, you know, it's a couple of redshirt freshmen, and, and Dylan Doyle and, and a guy named Seth Benson, who's caught a lot of eyes, you know, out of South Dakota. So you have those five guys for those two spots, and you kind of wonder where are they going to fit. And then you know, likewise, on the outside, you know, what are they going to do there? Uh, you know, both from the stand-up linebacker and the outside linebacker. It sounds like Barrington Wade is kind of their outside linebacker, uh, but, you know, they're going to go to a four-two-five with the cash personnel and kind of five defensive backs. That said, they will still have four-three elements, depending on the opponent in certain situations, so that'll give Barrington Wade some opportunities. But then the stand-up end, what are they looking for? Is it going to be Imani Jones? Is it going to be... Jaden McDonald, who I've heard, you know, really people raved about his quickness off the edge. Or Joe Evans, a walk-on, who's really done a lot of good things this spring. So, you know, I would say that position group more than any other is is kind of given me some, you know, some question marks. And then finally, I would also go to safety. Because beyond Geno Stone, they really don't have a lot of experience there. And I know that's, that's a position group that we've kind of overlooked. But when you lose Jake Gervas, who was a solid contributor, certainly last year a very good player, and uh, yeah, and then you lose Monty Hooker, of course, the NFL. You know, it's kind of that hybrid at, at that position. Uh, you know, you, you, there's some question marks there. So beyond Geno Stone, so I think though, that kind of area is what I'm most concerned with or most uh, challenged to put together. Depth at defensive end. The starters are excellent. AJ Epinesa and Chauncey Golson. But I think it's going to be a big playmaker on the other side. But outside of that, I know John Wagner was showed up there also. Nathan Nelson from over in Waukee taking over his older brother's uh, spot there. 
And uh, they're going to be welcoming in some depth this summer, too, right? Well, yeah, you've got Zach Van Valkenburg, you know, who's a right. graduate transfer from Hillsdale College, a Division II guy who was the conference player of the year. You, you know, he's got two years to play, and, and they really like his tape. He does some really good things that I've seen, so I think he's going to be a backup, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, and, and they've got flexibility with Chauncey Golston. I mean, if Van Valkenburg is strictly an edge rusher and does a good job with that, they can always put Golston inside on passing down like they did last year. I mean, Golston had a terrific, uh, uh, you know, season last year. He had nine tackles for a loss in his last eight games that he was also, uh, uh, you know, uh, basically a role player, kind of the way A.J. Epineza was. So <laughs> I think uh, they're, they're okay there. And then you got to figure in that edge rusher, that stand-up outside linebacker. Uh, so, you know, they've got some depth. They've got some pieces to play with. What I like about this, even as opposed to what they did a few years ago, is they're willing, the willingness they have to get their best athletes on the field no matter what they can do. Iowa was so rigid before with its 4-3, really no deviation, and now here they are. They're experimenting. They're not a 3-4 by any stretch, but they're given 3-4 looks, and I think that'll cause some challenges, and if they can provide the same gap sound defense that they always do, I think Iowa's in a great position moving forward to maximize the personnel that they have. Uh, how big of a shock was it when you learned that uh, Parker, Hecke, Parker Hesse is signing uh, with the Tennessee Titans, but doing so as a tight end? I know that during Pro Day, Doc, uh, some of the teams asked him about the fullback position. I believe that there was a, actually might have, part of his tryout earlier might have been at the fullback position. But is it is this a product of Iowa just sending one after another tight end to the league? And if you graduate from Iowa, you know what the heck? Let's give him a spot, a shot at the tight end position. Did this ever come up to your knowledge? Well, I spent draft day with Parker Hesse and walked on and had to drive in a seven inch blizzard to do it. <laughs> uh, so, so I know kind of what was going on with him, and that was, you know, he kind of reached out. You know, the teams were interested in him a little bit, but. You know, he's a tweener in size. He's yeah. barely 6'3", he's 255, 260 pounds. You know, he's not necessarily quick enough off the edge to be a, a blitzer. He's not, you know, fast enough to, to drop back. He's not big enough to play. So he's kind of got that tweener capability. So he did look on the other side of the ball, and he's had workouts, uh, I think, with the Detroit Lions on the other side of the ball. So uh, it's not really that crazy to think about. Now, he went to Kansas City and had a tryout as more of a linebacker. He wasn't signed, so... He was going to originally going to go to Detroit. Then he switched to Tennessee because the opportunity was better. And, uh, you know, Tennessee, like Detroit, is uh, coached by a, a Belichick protege in, in Mike Vrabel. So, uh, you know, they don't, they don't have a fullback on their roster, but they're a physical team. They have six tight ends, but, but Delaney Walker is at his 14th year, and so he's kind of a, an aging veteran, if you will, and he's coming off a, a injury. injury. Yeah. So, yeah. so they don't have that type of player, you know, and, and I reached out to Parker last night. He kind of we changed a few texts, and he just said, you know, I'm not really sure exactly what all I will do. Uh, you know, I'm just starting to learn this. But, you know, he's going to play some fullback. He's going to play probably more blocking tight end, I would imagine, special teams. But Parker Hesse is everything you want in a player, and it's hard to prove that in a tryout because he's just such a, uh, you know, he provides a level of accountability and toughness that every team needs. You know, he's the utility player. He's going to be on all the special teams. And if you can bring those players into your program, you're better off for it. So it doesn't surprise me at all. He's, he's signing with the Titans. And uh, that flexibility, you know, comes in handy 
Uh, Mike Vrabel's a perfect example of that, where he played some tight end in the Super Bowls and caught some touchdown passes <laughs> from Tom Brady. Yes, he did. I think he had like a remarkably seven catches, something crazy, like seven catches in the league, and all of them were for touchdowns at one point, if memory serves, for, for Mike Vrabel. Maybe it was five, whatever. It was just uh, um, an anomaly, if you will. Uh, he's a football player, Doc. We saw that when he was thrust into action, you know, early in his career due to injury. He comes in, replaces really a guy that was making a mark at that position and odd. He plays well and played undersized. He had a hell of a Hawkeye career. He really and truly did. He did. I mean, a four-year starter, you know, getting thrown in there. He was a quarterback in high school. Then he played, you know, linebacker his first year, switched to defensive end. The second game when Drew Ott had that gruesome elbow injury against uh, Iowa State, you know, he comes right in. He plays defensive end. He, he played as hard as he could. You know, it was just, you know, it was a tough situation. He was probably a year away from really doing it. But, hey, you know, there, there's a reason why A.J. Epineza didn't start. And it's not just because of, you know, honorifics or anything like that. It's because Parker Hessing yep. built himself into a solid player, a dependable player, great against the run, and provided a level of leadership that's rare. You know, I talked to Kirk on the side once, and he said he was the best, maybe the best captain that Iowa's ever had. Wow. So mm. when, you, when you've got that kind of reputation, you know, you need to reward those guys, and certainly Parker Hesse deserved everything he got. Good stuff this week, Doc. As always, my friend, thank you. We'll read you at The Athletic. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, good to talk to you, Scott Dockerman. How about that? That's high praise yes. from Coach Ferentz. Because he's there, had some captains over his tenure. There goes a guy that's going to find a way. Maybe it is Parker Hesse. He's a football player, Trent. Yes. Good for him. All right, tonight in sports. No NBA. Nope. One NHL. It's the Blues and the Sharks as the Sharks try to go up 2 nothing. I hope they do. Um, Twins are in action. I know. That's that. what I was going to watch. She was say, who do they play? Angels. All right. Not Get bad. Trout. Yeah. Cubs are off. Yep. Uh, so it's not. Cards the- are off. Cards are off, too. We've got Iowa Wild Hockey here mm-hmm. on 1460 KXNO. So not the best night Brewers at Phillies. Oh, that's okay. That's the ESPN game, isn't it? Six o'clock. Yes, it is. Brian Anderson back? Uh, I bet he is. I bet he is. That has to be. I would think. All right. We're at uh, Principal Park tomorrow. Looking forward to being yeah. d- back down there again tomorrow. We'll also be there next Monday as Omaha pays a visit. They'll wrap up their portion of this homestand. Omaha will get away game for them tomorrow. But the I-Cubs aren't going anywhere until a week from today. So plenty of opportunities to get down there and see some baseball. Murph and Andy at 2. Fanatics are for the morning rush. We'll start it all again on a Tuesday at 6 a.m. Thanks for being here. 1460 KXNO.